0: What's good, internet, and welcome to session sixty-four of Super GG Radio. The Nintendo sixty-four. Get it, guys? Nope. We're friends. Chat about video games and all things adjacent. Welcome to the Bebop. This week, we realized maybe becoming bounty hunters wasn't the best idea. Especially in the age of COVID. I am the leader of this ragtag bunch. Uh, I am the Spike Spiegel of this crew. He's on my t-shirt. I'm Alex Arona. With me as always is our rugged co-captain, Joel Jett DeWitt. Hey Joel, you know I'm calling you Jet based on your piloting skills, and not the other thing.
1: You mean the jet's ability to wear a sit fedora, or are you talking about his lack of hair? That's, that's kind of a low blow, Alex.
0: Whoa, you know I meant the fedora thing. I can't ever pull them off. I obviously think of you as my equal. However, <laughs> our, our other co-host, I think of him as much more of a fay. It's Eric Getty-Gettinger.
2: Hey, Getty. Are you using that cam to stream yet? Nope. It actually turns out that my cell phone works a lot better when we're streaming magic on Sunday <laughs> nights, so...
0: Show me some fucking cleave! <laughs>
2: No. (laughs) It's not going to happen. This week, uh, we play a good
0: variety of games with our early adopters. Kind of go all over the place. Get space shootery in the Backlog blog. And there's tons and tons of wackiness in the news. So, there's no time like the present. Let's get started. With Early Adopters, where we talk about alphas, betas, and games I wanted to try, but Joel already wants to discuss. First game, Jet Lancer. Joel, you have used your abilities as a writer personality extraordinaire with your charming wit to be able to get yourself a coat of Jet Lancer. Uh,
1: a couple of those words at the start are true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that he's a person. I am a person who writes things. <laughs> I'm, I barely have a personality and, uh, I lost track of all the other blathering you went on about. Um, hey, pieces of paper can be charming too. Okay, um, <laughs> Jet Lancer is uh, is like a Top Gun meets Knight Rider with a bit of an anime style to it. So, uh, it is a shoot 'em up where you are controlling the airplane and you've got these interstitial story sequences between your individual missions sort of giving you the idea that you're kind of like a not really a pirate but kind of a contractor uh the the name jet lancer kind of works well within that right okay <laughs> like like freelancer <laughs> but uh you play this girl <laughs> pilot who uh works with a captain of a ship who is the captain of your i guess uh, Um, aircraft carrier and you go around doing missions for different parts of the world and each mission is this contained space on a 2d plane uh, where it's like north up south down east right west left Uh, and it's in a constrained space where usually south you go down far enough you're gonna hit ground or water and anywhere else there's these invisible walls eventually as you keep flying around Uh, but each mission has its own individual objectives while you're flying this plane so some will be just sort of take out enemy combatants in the sky and there'll be uh, other jet planes that you're fighting off against and some of them will be things like uh, dis- dis- disable these cell towers So they'll have these cell phone tower Type things looking With a radar around it And you have to sort of be flying within that space To fill a gauge that Confirms that you've Disabled the cell tower And it uh, So it's a pretty varied mix Of missions itself uh, How are, you, are you getting the missions via cutscenes uh, Just
0: conversations back and forth Or do you select the missions from a menu
1: so it's it's from a, it's, it's from a uh, overworld. So the overworld itself, well, it's kind of blocky and chunky in a way that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the mission story stuff is spit out through text dialogue back and forth with these uh, profiles of the different characters. And again, it's, the characters have the sort of like anime-drawn facial expressions and style and stuff. And uh, the overworld... Menu area looks kind of voxely, like that kind of Minecrafty look as you're driving around. Hmm. So it's not all that appealing, uh, but you get in the match or the level itself, and it is uh, some really decent pixel art. So the the airplanes and combatants themselves aren't all that intricate or distinct, uh, but like the backdrop is interesting in that uh, the far away uh, horizon looks like this sort of nice scene using that pixel art to try to draw the background. But the foreground leading to that background has a sort of weird flattening look that's trying to uh, simulate a 3D plane. So like you think about like, uh, you remember F-Zero for the Super NES? Yes. Yes. So like the way that the the plane (laughs) P-L-A-N-E (laughs) like the plane of field in that as you're driving around in f-zero and underneath the track it's supposedly it's supposed to sort of like simulate like ground or space beneath you uh beneath the track right and it goes out into the distance and it kind of simulates that feeling as you're flying around it's if if you are going slowly or pausing the game and you look at and scrutinize it you can see that the actual design of it isn't that intricate. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you're moving in this game and everything moves really fast when you're flying around, uh, it moves so fast it becomes a blur and it kind of just creates a neat effect as you're flying around and seeing that in the background.
0: So there's some real good motion
1: blur. Yeah, yeah. So it it does a good job of taking a limited uh, art style and uh, putting an effect to it that really makes it interesting looking. Uh, for a few moments you can really peek in the background while you're playing because the aircraft that you're flying is very fast and you've got a, uh, a booster and then like a hyperdrive that's different speeds but the hyperdrive thing will have like a meter that burns out if you use it too quickly and then you have a regular shooter weapon and then you have a special and like an ultimate weapon mm-hmm. and the defaults are these uh, homing missiles so like the the special weapon would just be like shooting one at a time, and then you wait for them to refill. And then the ultimate was like a barrage of homing missiles that would just shoot out everywhere. And as you go on, the game, go on in the game, you will actually unlock new abilities and things. So uh, you can unlock new uh, special moves or ultimate moves. So you'll have ones that will be just like straight-shot missiles instead of homing missiles, but they'll do more damage. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ones that are sort of like, you know, dropping bombs like you're being a bomber unit, like just dropping it southward. Uh, Other ones were ones where it's like you... An ultimate I used to pass the hump midway through was ones where you release drones, and they sort of fly in space in a spot and just shoot all around you as autonomous units. So uh, a lot of different neat varied weapons and then there are different perks. So, uh you'd have a perk system that you unlock and there were three things like uh of course like raising how long the meter lasts for something when you're using it or the cooldown effect until you can use your ultimate yet. Uh but then weirdly enough, one of the other things too was an autopilot that would prevent you from hitting the ground if you dove towards the ground. So if I didn't notice I was a perk until partway through, and I noticed that I kept on diving down, and it would auto-correct me eventually and swoop me back up, and I found this kind of weird. But I found that perk, and I turned it off, and I was like, hell yeah, this is what I wanted. Because a lot of these games, when it f- sort of forces you uh, away from the ground, it kind of irks me because I want that kind of control. It's kind of what bothered me about No Man's Sky uh, when we played that. Oh, think- really?
0: The No Man's... Oh, yeah, when No Man's Sky takes your control away and you have to land? Yeah, yeah. It lands automatically? Okay.
1: Yeah. So, so I found that cool, but then I got to a boss battle, <laughs> and this boss battle was sort of like a, a mechanical uh, dragon like one of those long and thin dragons that are sort of like floating around like that and mm-hmm. going up and down into the water. And I quickly realized that like there is a legitimate like drag to, if you're trying to turn down and glide up and figuring out the right angle of actually like calculating for that drag. So you don't just float straight down into the water or into the enemy that way. Cause you didn't account for how much time it would take for the turn to actually happen. So, uh, I did turn that back on for that one, but uh, yeah, I, I honestly have uh, nothing but nice things to say about this game. Uh, if you like the idea of doing a shoot 'em up, has a little bit of bullet hell to it, but I don't think it's insurmountable. Just a little tough. Uh, I would say that the uh, sense of speed is really great. In that way, and while I had trouble with it, the the weight they give to you too when you're trying to turn on a dime feels uh, satisfying when you pull it off, and it, it's just really frenetic and fast and exciting, and uh, it's it's not too expensive on the e shop. I think it's only ten dollars, but it's yeah, it's uh, I a lot.
0: Uh, I believe it was twelve. Okay,
1: close enough. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I, I just
0: looked at it. I looked it up because I was like, hmm, yeah,
1: sounds pretty yeah. good. I mean, if if you're into shooters and uh, you can give it a couple missions to see if it uh, piques your interest, I suppose. But uh, it, it, I was very pleased with how this turned out, and it was something that caught my interest by uh, some gifs I saw floating around on Twitter. But uh, yeah, I, I took the opportunity to play it, and I, I think it's totally worth a try. How, how long do you think it is? So I played a total of uh, 36 hours. I was going to say seven or eight hours, honestly. But but there were parts where I got stuck and was really banging my head against the wall. It's, it's a total of 30 missions. Uh, and each mission, theoretically, can only take you like two to five minutes, usually depending on whether it's a boss battle or a pretty straightforward thing. But... Uh, I think I think uh, part of the appeal too is that you get rated for each mission based on your ability to complete it in a timely manner, as well as optional sort of like side uh, objectives that you get points for too if you get them. Yeah. Uh, so there is an incentive to replay if you're enjoying yourself. And, uh, I mean, you, you know how I feel about games a lot of times. If it feels good to me, that that is the act of actually just like moving in the game feels good. That's a big driver to what will make me replay something until I 100% it. So. is that the plan? I'm going to keep picking away at it. I mean, I, yeah. I've had a lot of fun with it, and it is... The perfect kind of, like, I'll turn it on, go to the mission I want to play, give it a two or three match try, and if I beat it, great. If not, then I put it away. So I, it, it is It is the perfect kind of, like, pick up, put down game. I'm in the market for a new one. So mm-hmm.
0: I, I can definitely see this uh, being picked up and taken a
2: look at. I'd be curious what the you think about it. notorious Alex Time Wasters. Alex
1: Time Wasters. <laughs>
0: I can always use more.
1: It's not like I have enough time, really. It's, it's almost like you're trying to avoid paying $12 for something that was on Apple Arcade already. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Talk about me wanting to buy what the golf.
1: <laughs> I'm not signing up for Apple Arcade. I don't care
0: who you are. <laughs> that was Jet Lancer. Uh, a game Joel says would be a great time waster. Now in my shopping cart. Uh, now bringing Getty into the fold here, I got us a game called Neverinth. So, well, before this, me and you played the beta test. What was that anime Dark Soulsy game? Code Vein. What uh, what was that called? We beta tested it for a previous episode. Was it Code Vein? Code Vein. Okay. Oh, it
2: Vein. was Code Vein. Sorry, I think I cut out right. there.
0: Code Vein. Before Code Vein, Neverinth has kind of been on my my radar for. Uh, At least, uh, I want to say nine months, and it is really yeah. It's been a it's been kind of kicking around for a while. They they kind of went early access before, like with like one level, and I never took the plunge. And I thought it'd be a good time now because they had a free demo, and uh, even just early access, it was relatively cheap. I think it was fifteen dollars, and it tries to do the anime Dark Souls, but it does. Mm -hmm. And this this may be coming off a little bit harsh, this is just me. It does feel a little
2: uh, Xbox 360-ish. Yeah, I could definitely see that. It's not the most fine-tuned graphically, and I think some of the controls are a little clunky still. It doesn't have that polished or clean feel that you would get in, like, Bloodborne or even... uh, when we played Code Vein. I got a secret for you guys. Yes.
1: PlayStation 4 games will feel clunky and old once we did a PlayStation 5. <laughs>
2: yeah, no doubt. But <laughs> this is this is supposed to be a newer game. Yeah, sure. it's,
0: it's, again, early access. And so it's kind of one of those things that, like, I, I'm still up for taking a look at this and seeing where it goes i do like to follow up and see if games progress as they get closer to release and eventual release if you look at our twitter feed you will see uh games that we've talked about on this podcast getting hyped about later on we always want to make sure we bring these uh bring more exposure to these games as they get closer to release and in this case code or not code vein, you know, they almost said code <laughs> never never <laughs> never is an anime Dark Souls-esque game, uh, and I say Dark Souls-esque where you are going through tunnels. There is a bonfire equivalent, which are these statues, and you put points into different runes that will give you, say, five percent defense, five percent, uh, you know, health. When you're if you're you will get more
2: health, and if someone attacks you, it can freeze them, or you well, will get Alex. Let me. Let me cut you off for a second here. So this is one of the, the mechanics that it felt like it was really in need of a fine tune. So yes, you can spend the souls or whatever it is that you're collecting from your defeated enemies to drop into any of these categories, but there's, what, four different categories and there's five different slots in each one. So it really felt like it was a little overwhelming trying to figure out, like, Okay, so if I focus on the health tree, do I want more health? Do I want re- to regenerate health? Do I want my health shield to regenerate faster after using it? Because there's this mechanic in the game where you have like your stamina gauge. yeah, but at the same time, you have uh, like a super ability. So if you use like a super dodge or a super attack, then it like blocks off a portion of your health. And you have to wait for it to regenerate. Hmm. Do, do you. Yeah.
1: Is it fair to say for Souls games, you more or less have to min max your character
2: stats out to be effective? It depends on which the, one you're
0: referring yes. to.
2: Yes. Okay. I I think that you do. But <laughs> in Neverenth, in I was able to make it through the first level and part of the second. Actually, I got to the second boss. Um, kind of by cheesing it, Mm -hmm. I actually picked up a relic. So you have, like, your equipment. You you can carry one weapon uh, and then uh, some ancillary stuff. Like, you get your potions. You can get daggers to throw. But I picked up a relic, which is, like, a special slot item that whenever I would dodge, it would drop a powder keg on the ground. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then if anybody attacked it, it would automatically go off and it would stun the enemy. (laughs) See, or yeah. if it waited, it would explode and then it would still deal damage and stun them. So by having that item, I was just like kiting enemies, waiting for it to blow up or they would attack and hit it. And then by doing that, I was able to like really get pretty far. Mm-hmm. I,
0: I got an item that gave me bonus health. Like my life bar literally kept growing as I kept finding more of the set item. I think it was nice. the, the mm-hmm. sp- specific amulet. And if they hit me, and took off some of my life, they would freeze in place. <laughs> cool. So it, it it does have some interesting ideas of how the combat works. It does get a little bit more fluid and fast because you, each weapon has a different set of. They have a heavy attack and a light attack, giving you of uh, like a, giving you like different flourishes with each attack. It's not just a, a thwack.
2: Sure. And then they each have special like two different special moves. Yeah, but the the weapons come with unlocking other characters. Okay. Hmm. So, and there, I think that each time you die, it gives you another one of the characters. At least in my experience, I only played through two lives because I was trying to get a feel for the gameplay, and I only, I only think I used one of them because the level, I think it resets if you switch it, but I'd have to play around with that a little bit more. Each character that you unlock has a different main weapon, and in the beginning, it's just like a set Weapon that you have. Uh, The first one is sword and shield. But if you defeat enough enemies, or yeah, if you defeat enough enemies, you unlock like perks or achievements that allow you to, you know, have a randomized starting sword Mm -hmm. for that character at the beginning of the map or in the starting area.
0: So I think that this is shooting for more of a rogue like, and also the weapons and special abilities didn't, they came per weapon as well, because I didn't Mm -hmm. like you're saying, Oh, you unlock different characters. I never got to that extent, but I went through and got to the second boss without dying. I actually just stopped playing because it was getting late, but I had a different weapon and it gave
2: me new abilities. So, yeah, there's like a Claymore that you could get. Mm. Uh, and then, of course, the Sword and Shield. I'm not sure what the third one was. I think it might have been a Katana.
0: So the subtitle of it ends up being uh, it's Navarinth, the Never-Ending Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. So, yep, get it. So I think it's trying to go for more of a <laughs> roguelike. Unlock new characters, unlock new abilities, unlock new weapons and runes and the like. It yeah. it's It's not bad. It's got interesting ideas. I don't think if we've... Have we seen a Dark Souls game
1: that is a roguelike? I'm trying to think. I don't think I've heard of a Dark Souls game where you're cycling different characters. Cause I, that that seems like the distinction to the Souls games yeah. I know. You stick with one character, you have your one build that you would do a loadout on, on, and then you select the different skills and abilities with it.
0: Yeah. So, yep. it, it's it's a new idea... Uh, something unique, taking a unique spin on this. Because even Code Vein was a very set, uh, straightforward story. So uh, Navranth, I think it it's doing something different. Something very unique. Though, it does look a little graphically like it's from the 360 era. A lot of smoothness. Like, everything just looks very smooth. Like, all the ground
2: you're walking seems a little smooth and floaty. Like, there's no texture to the ground. It needs fine-tuning when it comes to the graphics, but I think that they've got some pretty good ideas. I'd probably scale back a little bit when it comes to spending the skill points, or the the souls, though. It was pretty overwhelming, even for... I generally don't feel that way in most games, but without much explanation, it's just like, oh, here you go. Here's tons of different places where you can spend those points.
0: And they don't even... (laughs) necessarily get them right away putting points in a rune you have to get it in a percentage and then my problem with that was it, they moved did you did you have them move on you? mm
2: mm-hmm. mhm yeah they would change pos- position yeah. so you'd be like invest in this invest in this and then it would just like shift and I'd be like wait a second this isn't what I wanted I, I wasted a bunch of points on that <laughs> because I was like wait mm-hmm. that's not
0: th- damn it that's not the one I wanted but uh, Navarreth is worth a shot. $15 isn't too much to invest, especially in early access, and you want to encourage these developers to continue progress on something like this. So uh, I'm happy with spending that money to at least encourage development. Now, God damn it, Joel.
2: <laughs> yeah. I wanted to play this, and I didn't get a chance to yet. I
0: planned these podcasts ahead.
2: Daddy, so we, I can, can, we can punt, so we can uh, include. No, everyone. you want Street to play Streets of Rage? Of Rage,
0: Rage. Talk. Let's talk about Streets of Rage Four. No, no, Joel, no, I no, played Streets no, of Rage Four no,
2: last night. No, no. See, Alex already played. I played now it. We have to. Talk I played about two. It.
1: I played what? two levels. I beat up some police officers. Oh, There's my clock again. <laughs> <laughs> is it nine o'clock? Yes,
0: it is. <laughs> you forgot to turn off the clock. Yes, I did. <laughs> this whole shit ships on fire. Joel, I was beating up the cops last night. Did it
1: feel good? Those feel
0: like were some be- dirty
1: cops. Did you feel like a big Man,
0: that commissioner was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so he was,
1: he was big too.
0: Yeah, he kept power power he was jacked. Me. Oh, hey, every cop was jacked. Oh, hey, so I didn't see one donut there. So <laughs> Streets of Rage Four is the newest entry in the Streets of Rage series, done by a completely different company trying to bring back the beloved series. And I gotta say, that music is bumping.
1: That art is fantastic. the The art style is a highlight. Like at the, I remember the initial announcement. People were kind of down on the way it looked, and I, uh, I, I didn't see it. I mean, it, they added more effect. There's a goddamn train here now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Where do you live? You're, you're right next to t- the train. Tonight, tonight is brought to you by thunderstorms, uh, clocks, and uh, trains. So, uh, but. The style here is great, and they have a lot of visual effects and flare that really pop when you're doing certain moves or things are happening on screen, and a great neon effect to where there is neon or different lighting too. I I actually I'm a bit split on the music, so and I don't I don't think there's any bad music, but some of it is really high highs, and some of it's just kind of okay. Uh, or unremarkable and uh, you know for a game like this where the first I mean my, my history with this series is basically I've played the first game *The death I played a little bit of two a long time ago but uh, sort of never got around to them but there is definitely a certain sound that anybody who's a fan of the series is going to really you know be feeling and uh, it's Definitely the music is part of it, but then also the sound effects that happen in games. Like if you're picking up street food and, uh, you know. Oh, you, street food. Yep. You're, you're going to want to hear that, uh, sort of, uh, ooh, wit noise going on when you pick yep. it up. Uh, you know, you expect a certain bashing noise to happen when you're hitting someone. Hell, I remember even, like, one thing that kind of throws me off is I play as Axel, the, uh, the, the brunette, and, uh, she had a very distinct distinct, like uh, battle cry when she would punch and kick people in the first game and uh, a death sound but the person who voiced her this time has a much higher pitched voice than the Sega Genesis game's uh, octave range was so it's it's always like a little bit kind of like throwing me off just a tad bit hearing that you're like well that's not quite right but uh, just sort of like funny nostalgia thing but like the feel of it's pretty good right i mean it's it's not it's not the kind of heights that you see in the kind of beat-em-up that i'm more fond of anymore like the stop pilgrims or the uh river city girls for last year where like you do upgrades and then suddenly you're zipping around the place and you're being like a high-flying aerial combatant kind of thing everybody is slow here everybody is weighed down and uh so if you're having to chase somebody down from one side of the screen or the other, it's going to take a good like three, four, five seconds to walk over to the enemy to, to try to in range, and then you have to account for that speed when you're fighting stuff like bosses, where their move animations will pick up literally split from when you, you see them start moving, and have to account for that in your timing to try to dodge.
0: Yeah, and yeah, and then you have the special abilities which kind of fit in with your did you and also did you figure out the backward you can like backhand people
1: yeah yeah it was a it was on a trigger button on the xbox controller so like that's probably a little bit of the options you have for crowd control is where like you're facing the front of somebody you see somebody creeping back and there's a trigger button where it'll for Axel. it was just like a little like backwards low kick that would stun them and give you time to sort of pivot out and and jump away maybe or move away and uh I never. I still haven't done great with it. No, but neither. I,
0: but for me, it wasn't a kick. It was actually just a, he just would throw his hand backwards.
1: Who Six. did he play as? Axel. Wait a second. Who am I thinking of?
2: Not Axel. <laughs> <laughs> Axel's the classic,
1: isn't it? Blaze. Blaze. Is that his Blaze. Blaze? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I played as Blaze. Excuse me. Yeah. For some reason, I thought yeah. Yeah, Axel okay. just has the back. Axel's
2: hand. the the blonde guy. Yeah,
1: I'm not a real fan. Uh, dis- disregard.
2: And who's the the? Isn't there like an Adam guy? No. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there another,
1: is.
0: there's another DLC character coming
2: too.
1: Yeah. Well, and, there's and a DLC, and I think you what? I think you unlock some characters to play as once you play through the game too. You you also supposedly oh, cool. unlock classic characters. Yes, yeah, like they look like the old models from the say Genesis days. I, I maybe this is more a reflection of the fact that I haven't played since one, but the characters seem big like i they remember do, they, they look I, beefy well not not even like that i'm talking about like the scale of the size of the characters in contrast to the backgrounds like i remember the first one uh, the the characters were fairly small uh, walking around pretty big plains of field or uh, pretty big fields and here it feels like the character models not not even talking about how they they sort of uh, uh thord Axel in this game, but I mean, uh, just that, that kind of threw me off. And I, I don't, again, I haven't played two or three, so I don't know how that tracks with that, but just something that I found fascinating.
0: Yeah, th- so then you get your special attack, which will give you the fire fist, and then you have, uh, you get stars, which will give you a super like stage clearing, like big attack with Axel. He would do like a fire tornado, then go with a shuriken uppercut.
1: Right, and with Blaze, she basically floats in the air and does this kind of uh, circular motion with her hands as if she's like charging up a move. And then it's kind of, I think it's kind of like electricity around her that happens. Yeah, so
0: they give you some good variations. You can pick up stars throughout the levels. And what I always find funny is that there is a set story. You're moving from left to right. Yeah. And it just seemed like the end of the first level, the cops come and get you and arrest you, and then you start level two, punching your way out of a jail cell. Right. <laughs> oh. It's like punch. Spoilers.
2: Punch. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Spoiler alert, you could punch through a jail cell, and then you have to fight through every single cop and criminal in the police station until you get to the chief of police, and then you beat him senseless. Now Is the- it the chief of police from
2: Beatdown City? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> You're not saving <laughs> president O'Rama. Uh Okay.
1: Uh, uh, the, the, the neat thing about specials is that, uh, so, you, like most beat-em-up games, you use your special at the risk of burning part of your life bar. Uh, except in here, they have added a little bit of extra cushion where, like, if you attack enemies after using your special uh, in enough of a combo, you will start to regain that life that it burnt back. And so you can actually use specials and then regain your life back to normal if you avoid getting hit. So it adds a little nice bit of strategy to that too. And uh, Alex, how hard a time did you have uh, power bombing and throwing fools?
0: Uh, I don't know how... It worked. I thought I would just have to be right on top of them, and it would just kind of do it contextually. Yeah, I I did it a couple times, bunch of times
1: really, but <laughs> not a, not on command though. Never on command. No. Okay. okay.
0: Is there is there a way to like is there a button prompt or no?
1: It's not a button prompt. It's just you have to approach them at the right like. Angle, so I I find I have a harder time hitting them straight away if I try to go just like left to right because they they anticipate you and start hitting you if you move that way on them. Try moving in on them from a diagonal and see if that helps. Okay.
0: I have a bunch of games on my docket. I am working my way through uh, a couple things. I want to keep trying to beat games while Getty is in a coma, but. <laughs> Streets of Rage coming on my peripheral, which I had zero intention of actually really like. I don't like em ups as much. I've played all. I played the first two Streets of Rages. I was a big Sega kid, all into it, but I, I had no interest in this. And now that I've played those two stages, that I want to go back for that synth-heavy soundtrack.
1: There's a f- couple of fun callbacks to Streets of Rage One, a few levels in. So even if you don't finish the whole thing which I've heard is fairly short you should play a few more levels
0: that, no I think, I think it's going to go on the beat list I think it's going to be what's up next with Outer Worlds
2: now um can you change the name of that list what was that can you change the name of that list beat list <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> nope that's inappropriate
0: Getty <laughs> uh, are you going to actually get into this in Matrice of Rage
2: yeah it just finished downloading Awesome. where are you <laughs> playing it on the only place I can Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. I'm not gonna pay for that. <laughs> hey, we I hear something sh- I mean, on the I Switch. I like it enough I will.
1: We Beth should like, uh, Beth like the look of it. We should uh, matchmate sometime. This game's more fun with friends.
0: Holla at your boy, I'm in. It'll be the first game can of the year I that Joel up.
1: Beats? Wait, did you That's guys play true. any co
0: op with it? <laughs> uh, we tried, we were having connection issues, but Joel was also trying to play By streaming it to his iPad, I don't know who's. It was probably just a weird internet. Okay, I
2: was wondering if I could like pick up Alex and use him as a weapon, or I could punch him in the back of the head when he's dicking around. There There is
1: friendly fire options. Yeah, 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 that's that's important to me.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Nope, we're gonna kill each other in like the first six seconds. Let's
1: talk Saturday. (laughs)
2: Let's talk Saturday. Okay. All right. But that was
0: the early adopters. We are going long. Like real long. We gotta go because I gotta take a break, I gotta drink some water, and then Getty's gonna make a really, really inappropriate pass at news. I'll be right back.
2: I don't think it's inappropriate. difference between you and a hydrogen collider i wouldn't stick my nope 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 what nope i don't even have to finish family what do you think i was gonna say i have seen some very attractive hydrogen colliders okay moving on literally no one has called us a family program (laughs) yeah we've never
1: been a family program shit
0: news we have a cavalcade of news a cornucopia if you will a smorgasbord I'm hitting these hard seas, and Steve's gonna be mad.
2: Yep, mm-hmm. news everywhere.
0: All news, all the time. First piece of news: Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two coming out in September.
2: All right, that's that piece of news, right? We don't have to talk about it. <laughs> they I, got a pretty sick uh,
1: special edition that comes with a uh, a uh, skateboard deck. deck. yeah, yeah.
3: That's
0: I found bad. it. I find it funny that they like the headline said some of the music most yeah. of the music
1: yeah that's that was my first thought I was just like I mean obviously somebody wasn't willing to be there for the right price or not at all but uh I, I I will feel the omission in that soundtrack if it's not there the full list you know
0: funny enough all those punk bands were on there they weren't all they weren't making bank until when that game came out. A lot of them came out and said, no, we made a ton of money off of Tony Hawk. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like we, our career was not going as big as Tony Hawk.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's, I, I don't know what it takes to actually obtain the license of some of those things. And I, I'm guessing it's more in negotiation with whatever record label owns their music than the musicians themselves. But, uh, yeah, I, yeah, the the price is right. It's it's forty bucks, I think, yeah. for the midst of them, and uh, visually it looks very nice. Uh, it looks a little less. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say it was cartoonish in the original Tony Hawk, but it it, it I guess the the newer graphics definitely kind of mutes the way things look to me. Yeah, you know, uh, you said you were having concerns about like the the feel like to the way that players land on well uh, after they're doing it was the trick. more
3: th-
0: it was more that the impact uh, when the original game and i am I'm, I'm gonna say right now i'm not entirely into this idea I, i'm a skateboarder myself and i kind of grew past to the point of loving the idea of like jumping on a car and then jumping on an electric pole and grinding out and eating a pizza and all that stuff I kind of more Leaning towards sim games nowadays, like well, the Tony
1: Tony Hawk has always been a arcade game. Oh, yeah, with, with a state boarding wrapping. Right? I mean, it, I've it's,
0: never actually. I'm never saying anything's wrong with that. I, that's I. That's how I started. It's just that I've moved past it, and now I don't know if I can go back. But watching they they whenever they would land, I would I didn't. They didn't look like they were hitting the ground. It just seemed like they were hitting and rolling through like a hill, even right. like they were jumping off this building, and then they were landing, and it just seemed like nothing fazed them. When mm-hmm. And they kept going back and forth. They kept saying, here's the original, here's the new one. And the new one looked like they were hitting the ground. Yeah.
1: But yeah. one of the things you said was, we're not hearing the sound effect. Yeah, you know, I have, in recent memory, i, I become more aware of how much sound is important in the way that things feel like if you're playing a streets of rage you have to have the right sort of uh you know impact sound when you're hitting people to make it feel distinct between a punch and a kick or when people hit the ground you, you want to hear something and not just silence uh i feel like the same thing is for skateboarding like this it, it they were doing uh i forget which song from the the soundtrack but they it was just the music you know, they weren't playing any of the uh, game audio of how the sound hits. And that I, I distinctly remember in Tony Hawk, like there's a very distinct hitting the drown sound every time you're landing. And uh, I imagine that they have to know that. <laughs> and, and I hope they, they do, because I, I'm not sure I'll be buying this day and date or anything like that. But I, I am going to keep an eye on it.
2: Getty, what are your thoughts? Tony Hawk, Pro Skidder 1 and 2. Let me know how it is. What was that? I said let me know how it is. Okay.
0: (laughs) Fair. Fair. Next, this one's just for me. Warframe now has a season pass, and their new season pass, as you level it up, will get you point by point down to an L.A. noir murder mystery, including finding evidence at crime scenes.
1: You're right. This is just for you.
0: Yeah, it's just it's a cool
1: idea for shooty space ninjas, which we'll talk about more in the back catalog. I do think it's neat that they're adding a new like mode. Similarly to like I thought it was novel and neat when Destiny did the whole uh, racing on their. Uh, what are those vehicles called? deddy Sparrows. Yeah, this sp- speeder bike things. Yeah. Sparrows. Sparrows. Yeah. Speeder bikes. The I'm not getting they, in the middle of this.
0: They've actually been uh, having um they've been having a quite a bit of new modes, including now massive galactic ship battles. Hmm. But again, I've not played more than ten hours of that game, so I don't know. Next one. Diablo two remastered, rumored coming within at least a year. That's about it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yep, <laughs> I well, mean. You want to play Diablo two again? Who is that directed to? Any one of you? Oh, oh, yeah, eh. <laughs> th- This is this is one of those games where it's it's the time investment that's the bigger problem than the fun concern. And I, everything that I heard said that the Warcraft 3 remaster wasn't handled great, so I I do worry a little bit about that too.
3: Hmm. Yeah.
0: Next. PS five rumored October release. Uh in game engine or in engine what do you, what would you call that, Joel? Was uh Unreal it Engine
1: Five? Unreal Engine
0: Five Tech Demo,
1: right? Yeah, like a tech demo? I'll call it a tech demo. Like they they presented it like it was a slice of gameplay from a theoretical game. It was this uh thin adventure woman uh with sort of some tribal insignias on her arm and braided hair going through what i would feel like it would have made sense in the tomb raider game so a lot of taverns with some open spaces in the sky and then going to some sort of ancient tomb light places uh they were really showing off more than anything ray tracing, like the the concept of simulating light and the way it comes in and projects and bounces off uh, the light rays bounce off different uh, pieces of scenery and illuminate a uh, an area. I, I forget I forget what they called it personally for Unreal, but it, I mean. They're, they're using their own Lando for what's ray tracing between the, the visual light and then also showing off uh, it audio too.
0: Okay. I, I, I want to watch it, but I'm curious. I'm like, I should probably show this to Beth. But then also I, I'll i just wait for her to yawn and then like take a nap. <laughs> I, I, uh, I get it. it. It looks
1: pretty. Games look better now. You know, I I was glib about triangles because they talked about how some statue had 30 million triangles in it or something like that to portray the level of complexity it was a very pretty looking statue but uh i mean we're so starved for new information on these consoles and and what games are going to look like that i was genuinely uh interested for at least the first two thirds of it they beyond that point it turns into uh not being able to tell what's Technical jargon versus marketing speak, but uh, I, I think I think it is interesting, and it, it's the first piece of information I've seen that makes me feel like things might look considerably better. Not at launch, I think it's going to be like a couple of years in, but it gives me confidence that we're going to see a material difference in how games look in the next gen.
0: I'm interested. I again, I, I still. They're not showing me games. <laughs> Just show me games.
1: <laughs> well, you want to know why? Does it? The first year is going to be remasters and ports.
0: Yep. Which it's not necessarily a bad thing. Is this reverse? Is this back compatible? If it's back compatible, in I'll play Persona Five Golden again. That's fine.
2: <laughs> Let me do that. Don't you have to play it f- one time in order to play it again? Persona Four Golden. <laughs> Oh, you said five. Oh, whoops! No, Roy- <laughs>
0: Royal. Yeah, whatever. yeah. I'll play. I'll play Persona three again. Let's do that. Let's play Persona. I, Let's just spend the Persona next 10 10 hours. You know what? I that. never played one and two and two point five.
1: Let's do that. I bet you can find a PlayStation Classic for pretty cheap by now. It has Persona one in it. Mm, Why well, you got one? You try- looking to sell? No. <laughs> hey man, <laughs> they're real cheap. Sell to me this cheap. This is this is my PlayStation Classic.
2: He's going to offer up to neg <laughs> you. I'm negging him already. Hey, Joel. <laughs> yeah.
0: They're worth nothing. Just give it to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this this is my PlayStation Classic. There are it's many, sh- but it is mine. <laughs>
0: Getty, shut up. It's a long play. <laughs> you got to play the long game. Okay. Next piece of news. Evo Online lineup announced Under Night in Birth. There's more to that title. I didn't write it down. Yeah. Uh DBFC uh yeah, okay, sorry. I just realized that the shirt I'm wearing still has the paper tab on it. Fantastic. <laughs> Tekken 7. Uh Street Fighter 5. Still surprised that's still going. That should have been gone a while ago. Uh Soul Calibur 6. Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. Getty, you're familiar with that one.
2: Oh, you know that I am.
0: Samurai Showdown, or Sam Show. And bonus open tournaments for anybody willing to enter Skull Girls. Killer Instinct, Mortal Kombat Eleven Aftermath, that's their new DLC. With Robocop. Nice. And them's fightin' herds. Them's fightin' herds. We're gonna play them's
2: fightin' herds, right? I, I don't know if I wanna play I told you we should play Meme Animal Fighter. <laughs> Just no Meme. them's fightin' herds. Meme Animal
0: Fighter looked like the superior animal fighter joke
2: game. But what's missing, Alex? A, A clever words? name. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: I meant from this lineup.
0: Oh, no Smash Brothers Ultimate. Wamp, wamp. Joel, how do you feel about that?
1: I don't care. <laughs> yeah, you tell him. <laughs> yeah, you tell him. Fuck you, Nintendo. <laughs> N- Nintendo's yep. Nintendo's bad netcode for uh, Smash Brothers is my own personal journey. I don't need to bring Evo into this.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm excited to see how online Evo goes. Just wait for one person to be like, "Shit, my Wi-Fi cut out!" Mom, mom, stop! Get off the Netflix. They gotta Get win ten thousand dollars.
1: <laughs> Honestly, uh, the United States probably, compared to a lot of other countries, some of these competitors come to, probably has worse internet infrastructure <laughs> than, than their country. So we might be the ones in trouble. <laughs> yep. Yeah. that is a fact. That is a fact.
0: Last piece of news. That was a trek. Paper Mario, The Origami King. New Paper Mario game coming out July 17th, 2020. This game's got me jacked. Yeah, so jacked. Considering
2: I've never played any of these games. Did you see th- the accordion arms that he'll have? Yeah, that looked freaky. Yeah. Big. I'm looking forward to some of that. Accordion arms. Are they still turn-based? Uh, I don't know. The combat used to be... It may still be, but I didn't see any of the combat in this. At least... Did you guys see any combat? I didn't. I thought it it was just I actually didn't catch this preview, or trailer. It looked like it was all open environment.
0: Seems like really the one person... Joel can't Nintendon't. What the
2: hell was that? (laughs) It's like I had a a stroke
0: halfway through that sentence. A real (laughs) stretch. What
2: was that? (laughs) I'm a threat, Joel. You don't get a do-over on that. That's no. in the internet forever. <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> it's almost as bad as Getty's news pickup line. Hey, it's gold trans it comedy gold. <laughs> Joel, you're reading the news intro next week. Fine, Joel. I'm gonna mu- make something real good. Make it real dirty. <laughs> but for now, you can you can hang out and start writing. I'm going to take a break. Be right back. And we're back. Back with the backlog vlog. We played the games we were certain we would never make it around Oh man, I t- that got tricky.
2: Finish yeah, out. well, this transition was written because we were supposed to be talking about something else. So. Okay,
0: that's why it didn't make a lot of... We're playing. We're doing something that I've been wanting to do for a while, and Getty has fought me tooth and nail. Screw you, Getty.
2: Yeah, we'll screw you too.
0: Okay, so I wanted to play the popular loot shooter, spacey, shooty guys where you're getting gear, crafting gear, getting tiered loot that's colored to upgrade... Colored as in gold, gr- you know, purples, blues, that kind of t- colored, tiered. That co- that sounded bad. Let's continue.
1: Yep. We played a train wreck tonight. We we should have. You know, you you brought more attention to it by trying to <laughs> clarify than anybody. <laughs> Guys, to.
2: this week we played Warframe, Destiny two, and Anthem, trying to figure out what the difference is between all three of them. And turns out Alex was right. There's no difference. All three of them are the same game. Daddy has, no,
1: Daddy has no time for this. <laughs> no, he does not. Okay,
0: Literal same
1: game. <laughs> Warframe is a space-shooting
0: ninja's Destiny space-shooting Halo, Anthem space-shooting Iron Man. But the length of the missions, how you do the missions, how you get the gear, is all different, but at the same time, it does feel like you get on with your friends, you hang out, you go do a mission that takes, uh, if you're Warframe, two to five minutes... If your Destiny, 20 minutes. an Anthem, roughly around 10.
2: You that do sounds the missions, right.
0: You go from point A to point B, fight some mobs, go to point B to point C, fight some more mobs, and then eventually fight a boss. That's roughly a pretty good distillation of what you do in those games. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to vendors, who then give you loot and quests for more loot, which you upgrade and get power levels. Now, let's... Let's start with the most recent one. We recently have been playing Anthem, uh, Multiplayer Mondays specifically. Getty, Space Shooty Iron Man, what are your thoughts playing Anthem?
2: I think that is a very accurate interpretation of it. Space Shooty Iron Man. So the distinguishing factor in this, instead of having different classes like you might have in the other games, is that the suit that you wear, your javelin, Mm -hmm. that is what distinguishes you from one person to another. And the diversity of abilities, at least, that I saw only... So I I had unlocked a second Javelin, but I hadn't used it. I had the Storm Javelin, and that had several different abilities that you could replace and change your attacks into something else. So while... I feel like the amount of weapons that I was seeing, because we were doing relatively low tier stuff, seemed to be the same. At least the abilities that I was getting that were dropping, there was a little bit more to do there. Because I could have like a lightning melee attack, or I could have one ability where um, I would shoot ice out of my hand, and then it would freeze the enemies, or I could change it up so that it was shooting like fireballs out of it. The biggest thing that I felt they did well in this game is flying. Yeah, absolutely.
0: You do the full Iron Man hands out, just flying through the air. Uh, They give you an overheating mechanic where you can overheat if you do it too long. And they put strategic waterfalls to cool you mm -hmm. down in a lot of spots. But I just, I don't need, I don't, I don't think it needed a, an overheating mechanic. I think they should have just let you fly. What do you guys think?
2: I think that they have to limit you in some way. They they do... are they See, here's where it gets kind of tricky. Because while it tries to have a story, at least for the two, three missions that I was able to play, it's really heavy into the story, and I'm sure there's a lot of more that you could read by picking up the different items in the environment to learn more about... The javelins and the fall of society and why everybody lives in this hovel and whatever the hell a cataclysm is. I, I think when it
1: but, comes to the flying and limitations, it, it it's tough, because like in theory, yeah, I would want to be able to fly around the entire mm-hmm. map whenever, because the flying felt great and be, you can shoot around in, when you're flying and stuff too, but also I think that kind of aerial ability all the time when they are clearly trying to like script certain Waves of enemies in regions, because that's that's what all these games are. Are you reach a checkpoint area? There are waves of enemies usually there. You reach the next checkpoint, fight those waves of enemies, and then they pepper in certain special events in between some of it. But I, I think there would have to be some sort of trade off. Like maybe you can fly, but then your power is greatly diminished if you try to go into attack. Or, or something like that. Or maybe they just take away the ability to, to attack much at all when you're flying during those sequences. But I think if you were able to fly and still had all the same capabilities to be offensive the way you are on the ground, the way you are in this game, then it is tough to justify that if you're trying to level off like the difficulty in a way. Because I think it could be game-breaking in a way. Yeah.
0: There was... A mechanic, we actually did a seasonal event. A lot of these have seasonal, regional, or uh, just different holiday events. And we did a seasonal daily event. And in that case, there were items that you needed to pick up and bring back to a checkpoint. When you picked up the item, it took away your ability to fly. Hmm. So the game does dabble in the idea of taking away your ability to fly. And that makes more sense to me than having an overheat function to make you go and sit in a pool of water for a, like a two second delay and then moving on it it, it stops the action
1: yeah in a way I, <laughs> I, I guess in the limited time I played as we I've only played that hour and a half we played it, it didn't nag at me enough because the sequences we were going through you could string together flying. Dropping down, doing like a power walk, glide, run thing you do, and, and then let it recharge during that. Then jump back in the air and sort of hop, stouch around like you were almost Spider-Man. Uh, I think it. it I just see it degrading over time, though. Uh, I, I do want to say like uh, a plus when it comes to customizing your the look of your javelin. So like that that's honestly before we matched up probably one of the things I spent the most time on was tinkering with the javelin settings where you have pieces of the javelin you can equip as you find new items and it does look like it changes your appearance somewhat as you're doing that but then you actually get a lot of control to at the color of your javelin so like and it's not just like the body is one color the lights are one color heads one color you customize different like components of each part of the suit and to make pretty uh, detailed and cool looking uh, designs for some of these uh, javelins and I, I I think it was very pleasing to see that where something like destiny uh, you have to get the different color swatches as a random drop or to buy them and then have to let the dame determine what the color palettes going to look like on a piece of armor
0: now it also does dabble in the same way that Destiny or Warframe does, where there are also uh, color palettes that you can purchase with real in-game currency or money. And one of them is there is one uh, javelin that looks just like Iron Man, and you can get the color palette of Iron Man. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. They knew what they were doing. Yes, they knew what they were doing. And of course there's emotes, dances, and whatnot. The world seemed very... The world that you play these missions in seem very open, but from my understanding, the amount of missions there are in the exam is very short. I think the, the game roughly, go, you can go through that story in around a four-hour time span. But the hub world, the main town where you're going through and getting your missions and talking, it's slow. you're you at a, a very wa- slow walking pace, and when you talk to somebody... I guess this this could be both a good or bad thing. But when you talk to somebody, you talk to somebody. There is a full conversation. So it's never like, hey, what do you want? You want this? Sure. It's more about, oh, hey, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good today. It just goes and goes for paragraphs of text. And so just going up to somebody and having those conversations takes a long time.
2: You know you can skip it if you want.
0: Yeah, it just goes quite kind of heavy on that. So that is Anthem. I'm going to go I'm going to leave the most developed for last and go into Warframe. Warframe. Joel, you played some of this with me a little bit. It's been a while. Yeah, space shooting ninjas. What was your initial take on Warframe when you first kind of started
1: it up? Uh a mixture of nostalgia for like uh the Eiffel 65 uh, music video for blue <laughs> and uh, some old music videos that had that sort of like nineties uh, veneer of what they thought future alien tech would look like. I could see that.
0: Okay. Now, Warframe being what I call space shooting ninjas, you move through the environment in very quick succession with flips and twists Shooting with your weapons and using abilities based on your Warframes, which ends up being just like a Javelin. Except for this this being a free-to-play game, you have to grind the parts and build them one by one to build a new Warframe, each one having time limits of up to 12 to, four, to 24 hours. Getty, you played a little bit of Warframe on your own. How much did you, did you play
2: enough to get like a feel for it, the movement and speed? Yeah, I played through maybe four or five missions. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that it definitely does different and adds a little bit of flavor to it is that the, the missions, there's some diversity to them, but it also has you doing different things inside of the missions. Like you have to, if I remember correctly, run up to a door and try and hack it or try and hack through a security system by doing a quick minigame in order to progress. And even the different ways that you can make your way through an area are pretty good. Um one of the things I couldn't stand is that crafting system and spending all of that time working on like one thing after like grinding out 50 50 boars in the forest, I then had to go to my ship, which I didn't unlock fully in order to start progressing a weapon that was going to take me forever to make.
0: It being free to play they, yeah, they have to put some yeah.
2: sort of way to kind of get the currency.
0: Which, they do give you currency, uh, kind of to start, and you can also trade it with other players. So players can just give you in-game currency that you uh, could also spend real money on.
2: But it seemed like the there were a good amount of weapons. Um, the melee was very quick. I think that's part of why you get the ninja, and even the movements, the way that you're able to like jump... I I take it you're kind of getting at the fact that you can't fly, but if you do a running jump, you can go, like, really far. Yeah. like Obnoxiously far. <laughs> it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You're just, like, flying through the air, pointing your gun at stuff. I yeah.
1: I found it all really unwieldy. Like, And it might have been a reflection of how much I didn't play this game outside of our time together, but uh, I never got a great grasp or handle on doing that and not feeling like I was flying all over the place.
0: Oh, that that's a fair assessment that's a fair it does I have found that I've jumped off a cliff here or there myself what what I do like about it though is that how much there is to Warframe because you level up your game character by mastering weapons mastering Warframes and each one has these varied abilities where you can get one that will summon tentacles out of the ground or create electrical storms and stun everybody in the area or just send out a healing beacon there's a lot a variation, but they have moved a lot towards games like Destiny where they have a big open area that you can just explore and grind materials for and do dailies there is uh, hub worlds with cities where you see NPCs and cutscenes, right Joel, you saw the the initial cutscene for that one robot slave area yes, that had a full song to it, That like introduction
1: yeah, <laughs> it had a whole production for sure <laughs>
0: So for me, I think I I like the fact that there is a lot more to it. And like Getty said, looking at your upgrades and crafting, it is overwhelming. Now, just to kind of bring this all full circle, the one that has had the most time, the one that has been developed the most and has expanded the most from its initial inception,
1: Destiny 2, Space Shooty Halo. Are, are we really going to break down Destiny Two here when we've had like half our episodes be about Destiny Two
2: and what's no, been happening? I don't think we need to.
0: <laughs> no, what I what I more want to talk about is I want to talk about Getty. You've you've taken. Have you been? You haven't been playing Destiny Two in a while, right?
2: I, you know me, man. I got like no time right now. Before I would try and play it after work, um, just like as a way to decompress. But now. Uh, feels like I never leave work, being that I can work from home, or I have to work from home rather. So, uh, I uh, haven't been doing much of anything in the newest season.
0: So, well, I mean, what it, really, what the reason why I'm like asking about you for Destiny is you have been the resident Destiny ex- Destiny Two expert, but you have now played Warframe, you have now played Anthem. What do you think Destiny 2 does different? Doesn't doesn't have to necessarily be better, because it's not about what it's not about what is the best because we are obviously no experts in any of all this, but what does Destiny 2 do different and well?
2: I think that you just it's as simple as the guns, the guns, the guns, the variation of the different guns in the, the game. It's. The whole culture, in a way, is revolving around the weapons that you pick up in Destiny. From the beginning, you get pretty standard stuff, but as you progress, you want to be the person that has, like, a, a god loadout, as Steve likes to call it, where there are these guns that they are just superior. But the way that you can customize your character, it's nice. It's. The way that the guns feel, the way that you shoot them, and just the variety. Like, when they introduced bows, I was like, mm, I don't know about that. But actually, I love the bows. Uh, it There's some really bad guns. <laughs> don't get me wrong. But yeah. there's also some guns that just feel really great. And uh, the way that they have worked on it so that... Even the vibrations in the controller, I couldn't imagine playing it if I didn't have like the the Dual Shock or whatever the hell it's called these days, uh, the vibration because you can feel you can tell the difference if you're using the Vigilance Wing, which has a five-shot pulse, and uh, something like a scout rifle. If you have, oh, what's the the more popular one? God, I I haven't played in forever. Like the Jade Rabbit. That's more of a single-fire scout rifle, and it has like that kick that you feel whenever you shoot it.
0: You know, you know I, w- I will give testament to that. There is nothing that I have experienced in any of these games, and a lot of games since, that feels as good as a Destiny headshot. Yeah. There's something about it that... And I'm pretty sure that it's aim-assisted. Like, you're not... I'm not that dead on targeting. Trust me, I've played enough Apex to know that I am not good at headshotting. But Destiny there's, helps...
2: Well, there, there's sort there's of, a little bit.
1: There's sort of a pop, too, when you did a headshot in Destiny. Right? Like Some, some enemies, their heads will literally like explode off. But uh, there, there's a snapback and, and a pop feeling that happens when you shoot and hit on a headshot.
2: That's really yeah. satisfying. And you even hear it in some of the deaths that happen with the, the enemies. But I'm I was gonna say for that Alex like there is a little bit of aim assist, but there's also again, I'm gonna go back to the the one bow that I love. Uh was it like the Queen or the King Zender or something like that? Mm-hmm. God I just feel really bad. Uh that one it has the see through wall ability. So getting those headshots is the most like gratifying thing ever for somebody thinking that they're going to sneak up on you and instead they get popped right in the head <laughs> because you can see them coming around the corner.
0: Destiny, yeah, it just it has a feel to it. It definitely has something the way that it handles. Even you know, I like a lot of the movement in all of these games from the 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 cool twist jumps of Warframe, the flying of Anthem. But Destiny's jetpacks there's something, like, I can play Destiny right now. I I will not play Destiny for two years. I'll hop into Destiny and be like, oh, yeah, these jetpacks real feel real nice. Mm. So, I, of all of these, Destiny does have that feel of something special. Now, I mean,
2: get- you don't need to... Yeah, if we could go hop on at any time, and it's going to be the same. It's basically the same game that you and I played, or even Joel... Yep. In a way, the iteration of Destiny One—it's all still there. You played it once; you know what you're doing.
0: Now, yeah. uh, Getty, I know you're die-hard. You're tattooed up Destiny. You're gonna stick to Destiny. You think if, they, if there ever if there ever's gonna be a Destiny Three?
2: I'm you're not all in. tattooed up. I have a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> you have a full you're making, sleeve. You P- making it sound like
1: <laughs> Peter Dinklage back tattoo. It is just Peter Dinklage's face.
0: It's not a thing. You have Wizards from the Moon tattooed above your
2: groin. He has a dosed tramp stamp. <laughs> no, I think Wizards of the Moon would be really funny. Like Across right, your chest like Thug
0: Life. No, like right above <laughs> the crotch. Oh, right above the crotch, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joel, did you have any final words on Destiny 2? I thought you were going to say something. No. Okay, Now. <laughs> no getty is hardcore destiny joel any of these that you think that you will continue to play
1: uh hmm <laughs> I, I mean uh most likely would be destiny and maybe a little more anthem just because i don't know if i've gotten my complete fits of loot shooty iron man but uh I, I would say as like a mainstay if i were to go back yeah probably destiny just the the Halo feel is still inherent in that game, even with the extra abilities and uh, character types that they added throughout. It, it, it still at its core feels like a Bungie game, and Bungie makes very good shooters. So,
3: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: okay. and uh, I've played enough Warframe for it to start making sense. To the point that a lot of the the nuance and complicated stuff. Isn't as overwhelming,
1: though once you get past that, there's a lot more stuff. Did you know if you play Warframe backwards, it turns into Destiny Two? Kinda, yeah.
0: Kinda yeah. Except for it's free. And all the all the DLC's free.
1: So I think I might stick with Warframe.
0: Like that I, I, me and Steve are already kinda planning on playing some Warframe I think tomorrow.
1: Money is an imaginary construct, Alex. Yeah. So is time.
2: (laughs) No, that's very real and very scary.
0: (laughs) So with that, let's close out this backlog blog and move on to one last thing. One last thing where we give one last sentence, one last statement for us moving into the weekend and to send you, the listener, into the weekday. For me, I've been doing some corn cleaning. I'm going to, at this exact moment, finish this podcast and go and test out to make sure my PS2 and hard drives are all working, and I recently found a copy of Paper Mario I didn't know I had. bought it at a flea market for $5. Never tested it out. Turns out it works! Great. Uh, maybe it's time to give that series a shot.
1: Joel? I, uh... I don't know if I'll be bringing this in in a future episode, but I have been playing a little game called uh, Lonely Mountains, and it is literally just like... You, as a biker, going, biking down some trails on a mountain, (laughs) and trying to hit checkpoints on the path along the way, and and there's no music, it's not, like, action-packed or anything, or bombastic, it is just, like, nothing but but the sounds of nature while you're flying down this mountain, (laughs) and it it is weirdly calming and serene, and if anybody needs something like that right now, uh, Lonely Mountains Downhill is your game. I'm I'm looking at it now. It looks a little like Trials. Does
0: it play like Trials?
1: Uh, no, it doesn't. You're you're working in a 3D plane, and it's not like I mean, there's a timer, and you can race for high score, but the end goal of the main levels is just to get to the end. And it, it is like Trials in that you start at your checkpoint each time you flounder and fail, but it is a lot less stressful and and high octane the way that Trials is.
0: Okay, we'll look for that for a future episode. Getty?
2: I received a gift from Alex today. It is a video game called Anime... I don't even think it's Stranding, I think it's Standing, yeah.
0: (laughs) It's Standing. Yes. Anime Standing.
2: This is not your typical H game. It is a knockoff of Death Stranding. (laughs) Please, if you're listening to this... Go to Steam help? and check it out. It is ninety nine cents. I have not accepted his gift yet, <laughs> but I probably should.
0: <laughs> it's your thank you for letting me borrow the PS two cords. <laughs> uh, they talked about this in Giant Bomb, and it looked real stupid, so I thought Getty would like it.
2: Yeah, I'm sure I will.
0: Apparently, I missed the sale. It was on. For, it was on sale for sixty nine cents. Ha!
2: <laughs> it's obnoxious.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that will be it for this week's super gg radio before we go you can find us on twitter at super DG radio and twitch.tv slash super gg radio where uh you know this podcast i may have been slightly distracted i've also been watching keeping it together with sam and kevin those guys are real funny and every time i'm watching their podcast they have or their show on twitch they have party lights going on and Darude Darude Sandstorm Joel and Kelly have been moving out which looks like a great time and I've been playing some Anthem on multiplayer Mondays might switch it up to some moving out as well we will see so let's let's see what that wants to do. Getty Magic the Gathering going to resume this
2: weekend? I believe so okay let's see some games going are you actually going to watch? No. Thank you. <laughs> Joel might watch, though. So Joel, would you watch
1: Magic the Gathering? Somebody needs to remind me when this is happening. I'll <laughs> send you a text. Thank No, you. guys.
2: All of our shows are secret shows. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all of our shows are secret
0: shows. Uh, we also have an interview coming up uh, with Dalton McGee uh, that will be posted, I believe, next week. Now, if you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is superggradio at gmail.com and provide a review on iTunes or the smash, wow, smash, match, (laughs) lag of your choice. Got me on that one. Good work. Alex, go to Smash, match, lag of your choice. Thank you for listening. GG, Joel. Good game.
1: GG, Getty. GG. 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 Good night, everybody. Rain noises.